We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen on the fan. It is a final. Thank goodness. That was fun. Uh, welcome, everybody. Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz is here. And a Brewers just, uh, yeah, 12 to 1. We want to uh, get through this one as fast as we can because you, <laughs> you want to get to the next day after, uh, well, somebody told me you'd have days like this. And you knew, Sam, that you were having a bad day when you got a uh, long sleeve white t shirt on and you have pizza and you know how you take a bite of pizza and then it uh you it drags all the top stuff off and then and it drops onto your onto your white t-shirt okay that's one then you you follow that up you double down with a chocolate ice cream cone and a big chunk of chocolate ice cream falls down that that's the type of day that the brewers had today same thing for me too a 12-1 loss as the brewers run their mark now to 16 and 19 and Really, Josh Lindblom is uh, sort of the topic of conversation here tonight. We got to get into that a little bit because a six-four ERA is probably not long for being out of this rotation. I don't know if you can afford to go one more with Lindblom. He seems like he might be a perfect candidate for the piggyback at the second part of that. If you uh, get a starter in trouble, and then he can jump in there and go. You know, three, four innings of trying to hold your own. But uh, Lindblom, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how much. And, and we, we speculated on that on the uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show today. Just for a brief moment there, I may have mentioned it last night too, that you know Brent Suter started that game last night, and he, he's, he's starting to work that pitch count up a little bit. And I wonder with uh, him and Lindblom pitching so, so close together, if indeed that not might be a backup plan <clears throat> to get uh, Brent Suter back into the rotation. I mean, we'll find out, obviously, moving forward. But just 25 games left here in the 2020 championship season and just no offense again tonight, uh, guys, as we uh, start out with our game recap. First inning, uh, one-out walk for the Tigers, a double play. That's cool. Lynn Bloom seems like he's going to pitch a good one tonight. Brewers in business, bottom of the first inning. Leadoff walk to Ben Gamble, strikeout to Yelich. Then a base hit by Keston here, a two-on, one-out. Get used to that. Strikeout to Smoke, strikeout to Garcia. Into the second inning, no score. 
as neither team scored in the second inning, just a base hit by Orlando Arcia in the bottom half. Orlando switched positions. More on that in a second here. Uh, Lindblom, all sorts of trouble in that third inning. A leadoff home run to make it one zip. Then he gets a fly out. Then a double, single, hit by pitch. Loads the bases. One out, one in uh, for Cabrera. Then gets a huge strikeout on three pitches. And then he walks the next man to make it two zip. And a fly ball gets him out of it. Two runs uh, in uh, that third inning. A home run, a double, a single, a walk, a hit by pitch, and two runs for Josh Lindblom in that third inning. Wow. Brewers just a a simple hit in the bottom half. And Lindblom in trouble again in the fourth. Leadoff walk. Goes to steal. That ball's thrown away. Man on third with nobody out. Gets a pop-up. What he needed. Gets the punch out. What he needed. And then gives up an RBI triple. It's three zip in that fourth inning. And then another RBI makes it four to zip in that fourth inning. And now you're looking up at the scoreboard. It's four zip. And with this offense, that really is is a kiss of death this year, isn't it? I mean, they, they've shown a little bit of, of comeback in him, uh, but... Not much this year. When when it's four zip, three zip, four zip, five zip, it's it's pretty much over. And you hate saying that. I hate saying that. I really do. But that that's the case. Lindblom does pitch a one two three fifth inning. Uh, five innings, six hits, four runs for just uh, Josh Lindblom. And again, I'm I'm not sure how long you can keep him in this rotation. Couple of hits for the. Uh, uh, the uh, Tigers in the sixth inning, Justin Topa makes his major league debut. And the, I mean, you got to love these stories. I mean, I, I appreciate it. I enjoy it. I think a lot of people do just from a, uh, from a people standpoint, from a human being standpoint, these guys work, work hard, whether it's a, a, a fast track to the big leagues or whether it's like in Justin Topa's case, you know, a roundabout way and indie ball a couple of times and really toiling as they say, uh, in some minor league and indie ball, but uh, he gets to the big leagues, and, and I do appreciate that. Everyone should, but he gives up a couple of runs, but he does get his first big league strikeout. And then the Brewers signed him. As that pitch is swung on and missed, it hit him. He went around. It's a strikeout, and they're going to send the runner back to first. Yeah, ball's dead. How about that? Jeff Levering in the booth uh, in Fox Sports, Wisconsin's booth there with uh, Rock. He sounds awesome. He he does. That that voice throws well on TV, I will say that. But it's six zip and into the bottom of the sixth inning, and they get on the board. It was off the bat of Christian Yelich. That's a towering drive to right. He figured that one out from Norris. Throwers are on the board. Yelich, home run number nine. The inning did continue. After that, Smoke, uh, let's see, Garcia, Narvaez, consecutive singles to load the bases with just one out and one in. And here's your turning point right here with the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, track rental and event information at track at, uh, I should say, at greatlakesdragway.com. So one in, bases loaded, just the one out. It's six to one, and I get you know, it's it's still a five-run deficit, but one swing, man, this is a baseball game. Legit baseball game. Or just keep the line moving. Heck, who knows what's going to happen? 
Crazy things happen. Baseball teams tend to score a lot of runs occasionally. But Eric Sogard, a decent at-bat, uh, but he ends up popping it up in foul territory for the second out. Ouch. And then uh, Orlando Arcia kind of pops out a shallow fly ball, if you will. And that ends that threat. There's your Great Lakes Dragway turning point because they had, a, they had an opportunity in the sixth inning, plenty of game left, uh, left to get back in that ball game. Uh, Justin Topa, a scoreless one, two, three, seventh. There you go, into the bottom of the seventh. A couple of runners aboard in the bottom of the seventh inning for the offense, for the crew, just one out. They've stranded five in the last two innings because they did not score in that situation either. Another Major League debut situation for Phil Bickford. He makes his Major League debut in the eighth inning, and that didn't go well. Four runs later, it's 10-1. to one. Hit a couple of batters. That was, that was painful. It was painful. But, again, you have to appreciate the story of uh, these dudes getting into Major League Baseball. They made the show. It's the big leagues, and he gets his first big league strikeout. Got him. Good pitch from Phil Bickford. Comes back to strike out Greiner. Pretty effective with that fastball, with that delivery. What makes him good is what makes him inconsistent. Tough to repeat that delivery time and time again. Yeah, and that that was really it um, because it, it, it was over at that point. Nothing for the Brewers in the bottom of the eight. Orlando Arcia switches positions. He's on the mound for the crew. And he allows a couple of earned runs. 12-1, your final. Let's go back to that Phil Bickford thing, Sam. There's a lot of unwritten rules in baseball. We, we're, we all know that. I mean, you know that. Um, and one of the things is that when you do get the big le- to the big leagues, offensively, your first base hit is taken out of play, as they say, right? Oh, yeah. You know, everybody okay. puts up the paw sign, you know, like, hey, bring it in, bring it in. Yes. And when you're on the mound, your first big league strikeout, similar situation. You keep the ball, just like your base hit. Even the opposition knows that's your major league first big league base hit. And they'll, they'll roll the ball to the opposition dugout. Okay, well, when you're on the mound, usually it's the catcher that does that, that just flips that ball, congratulations, kind of a sign to him, flips that ball into the dugout, and then they play games with the ball and, and whatever. But you end up getting that ball as your first strikeout. Bickford didn't know this? No, and after he struck him out, Narvaez threw it back to him, too. <laughs> And so Narvaez didn't know this. No, and and he Bickford was stepping back in the mound and you know digging in and all that, acting like he was ready to face the next batter. And then I think all of a sudden his everybody in the dugout must have been chirping at him because all of a sudden he looks up, he's like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. And well, then finally right. tosses it over there. I mean, come on, this, these are some of the unwritten rules. But I guess you know your big league debut, you're probably probably not thinking with you know all the gears turning properly but uh a 12-1 final as the brewers fall in game 1 of this two game set now the good news here is that you get a win tomorrow and uh, you, first of all you get the win back um but you also end the 10 game homestand against the reds pirates and these tigers here with a 6 and 4 mark now after getting swept by the pittsburgh pirates in pittsburgh uh, like a week and a half ago, um, it's a it's an okay recovery at six and four. I mean, you could do a lot worse, and and it's okay. It keeps you in this thing. So that's a huge game tomorrow, guys. It really is. It's a, it's a big big game tomorrow, and it keeps you in a position 
where you rattle off just three or four or five wins. I know that sounds like, you know, uh, insurmountable, and you guys have watched this offense, but if you do have a four-game winning streak here, I mean, you are sitting pretty for a postseason. Really destiny in in your own hands. Uh, However, you just can't afford to go on the five-game losing streak. So each time this happens, it puts you in jeopardy. You've dug yourself a little bit of a hole here. Three games under 500. Uh, it's just kind of taking a peek at the schedule here. There's some off days coming up. And, uh, I mean, and by the way, your Chevy MVB in this one, couple of hits, multi-hit game. Christian Yelich had been struggling. Three for his last 32. Comes up with a multi-hit game today. His ninth home run on the season. There's your Chevy MVB. And that is brought to you by Chevy. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at Wisconsin Drive. Chevy.com. Um, there's some off days coming up. And with Josh Lindblom pitching today, Brent Suter starting yesterday, Brandon Woodruff on the paternity leave. Not that that has a huge thing to do with this. But I'm just wondering, with these off days, I believe the off days are coming up here, Sam. We'll take a peek at the schedule. Uh, this Thursday, Monday, and then Thursday again. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So you can really line up your pitching staff into a four-man rotation if you wanted to, and you could take Lindblom just out of the equation for the next week and a half or so. And that may be what they'll do uh, to keep, number one, to keep him out of the rotation, uh, and, and number two, to keep the other guys on track. But there may be some wiggle room here with Brandon Woodruff coming back. Maybe you're going to have to give him an extra day or two uh, to get back on on pace here on an every five. So we'll see. But I I don't know if it's a good idea to go. uh, It's seven starts now for Josh Lindblom and a 6-4 ERA. In a shortened season, you're not banishing the guy to Siberia here. If you lift him from the rotation, what you're doing is just say, hey, man, we're, we're going to take you in uh, the middle relief role, a piggyback role, if you will. And uh, and then we'll go back at it next year. Next year, you'll be in the running. You'll probably be our fifth guy in the rotation, et cetera. Everything's happy land heading into a full 162 next year. But for this year, I'm not quite sure you can afford to send him out. It seems like you're behind the eight ball every time that dude pitches. He's the first one that's going to tell you that, and maybe maybe a, a start or two I felt okay, but for the most part, these results are un, unacceptable. And he's probably going to say that. We're hopefully going to hear from Josh Lindblom coming up. We'll hear from Craig Council on the way as well. 414-799-1250. Can this team here with 25 games remaining, can they really afford to throw Lindblom out there again for his eighth start with a oh, well over six ERA? I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. I wonder about that. With Brent Suter doing his thing, um, you may entertain that idea too. 414-799-1250, your reaction. A 12-1 Brewers loss game, one of a two-game set against the Detroit Tigers, 16-19 and now. And hear from counts coming up and, and a lot more to get to here. Uh, a very, very interesting box score as we go inside the box. Stick around for that as well. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind post-game show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on The Fan. 
Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power. On the web at liuna113.org. Yeah, somebody told us all there'd be days like this, and this happened here. A 12-1 beatdown uh, at the hands of the Detroit Tigers as uh, they fall, the Brewers do, in game one of this two-game set. And again, 16-19 and 19 on the campaign, and just give it a thought a little bit because uh, moving forward, I'm not sure that Josh Lindblom is, is the way to go here. And, and I think it makes more sense, guys. I, I do. Uh, I believe his ERA is a 640-something. And um, it makes more sense to me that Brent Suter, the guy that pitched last night, okay, three innings worth. He did uh, give up a two-run shot uh, late in that outing. But Suter's getting a little tired. He, he claims that he Brent can go, you know, maybe through four next time out. And that being said, it makes sense to me, the left-hander Brent Suter, and then he go back uh, as far as he can go and just piggyback Josh Lindblom on him. And to me, that uh, that's that might be what's going to happen, guys. Because I, I again, with twenty five games left, you're looking at uh, what four at least four more starts from Josh Lindblom and a six forty six ERA. Again, four more games. That most of these games that he's in, guys, he's. Putting the Brewers behind, you can't do it right now of all season. If it's a 162, if it's you know a, a, a different little makeup of the roster next year and a 162, okay, I get that. You don't have the same feel that when you're down threes at four zip that this thing's over. And so I, I just believe for this year, for the next four starts, you're just going to be a backup here. You're just going to back up our starting pitcher every fifth day. And you'll be together with Brent Suter. To me, that makes sense. You want to comment? 414-799-1250. All right, so let's go inside the box, but not in this game. I mean, I I could read you the uh, uh, somewhat disturbing numbers, but you know the score. The, the Brewers had one run. They had quite a, quite a few base runners in this game, I will admit. But they just can't keep the line moving when that happens. They can't get the big blast when that happens. Runners aboard. Uh, none, one, or two outs. They just can't get the big swing, a gapper to score three. Where is that? Where is the three-run homer? Where is the keep the line moving and they put up seven in the third? Where's the two-run double? Followed up by a sack fly and then a two-run home run. They are gone. That being said, they're even more gone when you're down four zip in a baseball game every three days. I mean, they're going to have to do something about this because that's, that's the environment they're in right now. Offensive volatility. It's bad. It's, it's bad. They're going to tell you that themselves. Council has preached time and time again. This offense is, is just they've, they've got to do better. They've got to start picking it up. It's just not happening. It's 35 games in, guys. There's only 25 to play here. All right, so we're going to go inside the box, but not here. We're going to go inside the box in St. Louis. Why? Because the St. Louis Cardinals have numbers that we, we long to have this year. Don't we, Sam? I mean, to, to, to take a look at this box yeah. score for the St. Louis Cardinals. It's like those of you that play slot machines, these crazy slots, it's like you hit the bonus and you got all these symbols all over the board. 
and you can press this one and press that one and match the symbols. You got everything going on. That's what the St. Louis Cardinals offensive box score looks like. Let's hear the numbers. Check this out. Man, I'm just looking at it too real quick before I start, and only two batters in their lineup struck out more than once. <laughs> yeah. And, and and every time I read the box score this year for the Milwaukee Brewers, it's multiple strikeouts, and a lot of times it's multiple individuals with three strikeouts. Yeah. All right, so St. Louis gets the win. They blow out Cincinnati tonight 16-2 to on 23 hits by the St. Louis Cardinals tonight. 23 hits. So they get six six runs in the first inning against Sonny Gray. Not against Sonny Gray, but Sonny only went two-thirds of an innings. He did allow those six earned runs on one strikeout, three walks. Wow. And in the first inning, Wan Young Kim gets the win. Five innings pitched, no earned runs given, four strikeouts and only two walks allowed. Former Brewer Brad Miller, scratch this off your bingo card if you guessed this for tonight. He had two home runs tonight. He totaled seven RBIs. He is now batting three seventeen this year. For the St. Louis yeah. Cardinals. Yeah, him, him and Jonathan Scope, they come to Milwaukee with some decent uh, history and decent numbers, and then they don't hit here, and then they leave Milwaukee, and then they hit again. I don't, I don't get it. So Colton Wong leading things off. He goes four for four, four runs, two RBIs, no strikeouts. Harrison Bader got in the action later on filling in. He only went 0 for 1, one, uh, one walk as well. Tommy Edmond, three for seven, one run, one RBI. Paul Goldschmidt, one for two, three runs, two walks, only one strikeout. Uh, as we mentioned, Brad Miller, Paul DeYoung after him, two for six, only two strikeouts, nothing really to show for him. Yadier Molina, three for six, one RBI and one strikeout. <laughs> Carpenter, one for one, uh, one for five, two runs and no RBIs, one walk, two strikeouts. Dexter yeah, Fowler, it's, it's one for still three. Just just the one hit for for Matt Carpenter, but look at the rest of the stats. Check that box. Check that box. Right. Check that box. It's just there's there's no zeros any way you put it in the St. Louis Cardinals box. And I mean, other than Sonny Gray, the Cardinals, not the Cardinals, the Reds, they used uh, six other total pitchers. It's just mind boggling looking at this. So now St. Louis is fourteen and thirteen. Cincinnati moves now to fifteen and twenty one. Yeah, and uh, and we'll we'll check the uh, rest of the major league scoreboard. But we just thought we'd have some fun with that. Must be nice. It must be nice because this is a painful offense in Milwaukee at times. It is, and they are stunned by this. I can tell you that they're at a loss. I'm not. I'm not crazy good at reading body language, but I can hear what people are saying. I can hear the demeanor, I can hear the tone, and over the weekend, David Stearns was showing it. He was showing you. Your ears were telling you that this is stunning to them. He's never going to admit it to us. Counts as counts. He has a way with words. He's got a way with us. He's got a way with you. And he'll try and keep it as positive as we can. But we heard him a couple of weeks ago. Down. Down in the dumps. Um... They're gonna have to. They're they're gonna have to find ways to win baseball games. I don't care how they're gonna win. They're in this thing, and they they that they know, and that's got to be the positive here. The positive for the Milwaukee Brewers this year is that they're not done. You may think they're done, and you can have full right to join the Dunn Club. Punch your ticket. It's okay. That's your choice. My choice is what the numbers say, and the facts say that they're in a a playoff chase. They are. 
And it's a four-game winning streak that turns anything around, all of it around. I mean, I'm not ruling out the division yet. I know it sounds crazy. I'm not ruling out that division. Now, they're going to fall some five games back, I think, worst case, somewhere in there. We'll check the standings coming up in a bit. But they do have a, a few games left against the Chicago Cubs. They've got a ton of games. They haven't even Have they even faced the Cardinals yet? No. I think they've got nine or ten left with the Cardinals alone. And that second place for sure is up for grabs. Playoff format, first and second, automatically in. Next two records get in as well in all of the divisions combined. But each division, first and second, get in. Punch the ticket to the playoffs again. Easily they're in this, if, if, if nothing else, with the St. Louis Cardinals. Nine left against the St. Louis Cardinals. So I'm not throwing in by any stretch of the imagination the towel here. But I will tell you this, this offense is continually just baffling me. It, it is. What, what happens? What happens to these guys when it's first and second one out? Bases loaded, one out. Bases loaded, no out. Even in bases loaded, no out situations, it's almost painful because they, they barely put up runs in those situations. I mean, you would think by accident you'd have a five or six run inning. And I'm not saying it's – I heard Adam McAlvey uh, the other day with one of our shows, and he was saying look around baseball, and it's a good point. Look around baseball. But I, I, I'm not doing a post-game show for Major League Baseball. I'm doing a post-game show for the Brewers. That's what I care about, the Brewers and, and how they um, you know, reach their success. There is no reason that these guys should be doing what they're doing. They can tell you all day long it's COVID and summer camp and we don't get to watch video. And I think we're getting real good these days at finding excuses. I think we are. The one excuse that is valid is injury. That's the one excuse I'll take. If you're beat up a little bit and you're playing through an injury, that is the the most accurate and valid uh, excuse that you can come up with. A lot of people say injuries are no excuse. No, it's the one good excuse. I've always disagreed with that. You guys know that. You know, it's got to be the next man up. No, when you're decimated with injuries, a football team doesn't win. That's just the reality of it. A baseball team can't win when their three and four hitters are hurt. Um. But this offense, man, they, they just yeah, you got to find a way. So that being said, if the offense isn't going to hold up their end of the bargain, I don't hate them for it. I'm always going to love the team. But that means you have to it, – it affects your pitching decisions then. That's the problem. This thing dips over to the pitching staff where you have to make choices early in a ball game, a Josh Lindblom. Where normally you'd say, hey, five innings, four runs, I guess things could be worse. You should average four runs a game offensively. So it's not like you lost the game. I think it's a collective loss if if your starting pitcher goes five innings and allows four runs and you lose the baseball game. It's both of you. But when, when it's this offense, it goes by a different set of rules. It goes by the game's gonna. The game has a, a, a turning point in the second inning. 
All season long, the turning points have been second and third innings. No, the turning points should be in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth innings with a huge matchup between Devin Williams and Anthony Rizzo. That's where the turning points should be. But with the offense, inability, it really is, the inability to put up runs and to chase runs. You're chasing for this offense? you got to be kidding me. Uh, Craig Council is going to speak in just a, a second here. So let's get to Craig Council. We'll also hear from Josh Lindblom. I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, with the off days coming up this Thursday, then again Monday, then again Thursday again, you might see a little different makeup of that starting rotation. Uh, Craig Council next. Brewers get beat down tonight, 12-1 the final game, one of the two games set. They fall to the Tigers here. There's Sam Schmitz, Tim Allen, Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on The Fan. 12-1, the final Brewers fall to the Tigers in game one of this two-game set. Now, again, the good news uh, they are uh, one win away from uh, splitting the series. That's good. They split against the Reds. They took three or four against the Pirates. That's a winning homestand, six and four. We'll take that uh, because we have to. No, we'll we'll take that because it's a little bit of a recovery from the sweep uh, in, in Pittsburgh, that three-game sweep. Um, but you're going to have to make a move at some point here. There's 25 games remaining here, a 16 and 19 mark. You're going to have to make a move and at least get, can they get a four-game winning streak? Is that possible here? I mean, because they're, they're probably going to have to have that at some point. In the 25, uh, they're digging just a little bit of a hole. They're, they're, they haven't bottomed out yet, um, you know, in this current three games under because they, they had been four under at 12 and 16 at one point. Uh, got back to 16 and 18 here before the loss, and now obviously at 16 and 19. So, you know, it was a four-game uh, streak, I guess, a, a winning streak. Is is that possible here in the remaining 25? Looks like they're going to have to have it uh, to, to assure themselves a playoff spot. But it is a tight national league. Guys, it is, and we need to keep our eyes on that. And that's why I'm reserving hope. No done club for me. Uh, no, sir. All right, let's find out what Craig Council had to say. Josh Lindblom, five innings, four runs given up. That's eh, not bad, but with an offense that you've got, maybe it is. Here's Counts. Craig, we were uh, just talking to Josh, and he's kind of frustrated by what's been a season-long problem for him, pitching behind in the count, getting his pitch counts up. You know, a lot of guys on base. Uh, are, you, are you seeing anything in particular about how that's going? Um, yeah, I mean that, you know, he was, he was just behind too many hitters tonight. Um, and it just, you know, it, it lets them be very selective on what they swing at. Um, you know, and I also think the, 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 some the misses, like he has to pitch with his misses being tempting and, and, um, you know, he, he's giving, like I call it hitters are getting free pitches where the, the misses are big enough where it's, it's not a, they're not thinking about swinging. Um, 
and that puts you in a bind, you know, because you, you have to get some swing and swing out of the zone. That, that's how I think most pitchers are going to survive with some sw- swing out of the zone. Uh, those are that's usually soft contact could be a quick out um, and he's just not getting any of that stuff. So every at bat kind of feels like a real battle for him. Um, and, um, you know, he he's battled and he's, you know, for the most part limited, like the, the big number, but because every at bat has been somewhat of a battle, it's, you know, they've kind of chipped away at him in his starts. Even he said that, too, he the, you, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna, even, even with that, he gives you the scoreless fifth and you're still yeah. in the game there. What would you think of the, the two guys making their debut? Well, I mean, I thought, I thought Topa didn't, you know, I thought he threw the ball well, um, through strikes. Um, I thought he was, I thought he executed his pitches. Um, you know, he, he's going to keep, keep the ball on the ground. That's what he's going to do. Um, I thought they, they took some funky swings and he, but he, you know, he probably left the pitch, right. It probably was middle, middle to the, to the Reyes. And, um, uh, he obviously did some damage with it, but, Overall, I thought I thought he pitched well. Um, Phil, um, you know, he, he just the first two hitters, you know, he lost his release point on some balls in a little bit, um, and then you know he comes back and has a chance to get out of the inning, and then and then just couldn't get um, couldn't get that last out. So, yeah, I mean, he struggled a little bit. Um, you know, I, it's it's not easy going out there for the first time, no matter. You know, there's nobody in the stands or what the score of the game is. There's always, there's a lot going on for the, for anybody who does that. And, you know, I thought Phil probably felt that a little bit tonight. Craig, when you went out to go talk to him, was the message just kind of to, just to calm him down and. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just trying to get him back into the moment really. Um, just pick up your target and throw strikes. And I mean, he, he, you know, I thought he did a nice job of that after, after that point, but I didn't, I didn't want him to, you know, I didn't want the inning to go completely sideways as far as just not being able to throw strikes or something like that. Craig, uh, another night, sixth and seventh inning where just that one hit away can seem to get a, get you guys over the top. Well, I mean, I mean, it's six to one at that point. So it's, you know, I mean, I think we're, we were more than one hit away, but, um, yeah, I mean, we we had, you know, we had. I thought the chances we had, we had, you know, we didn't score against Fulmer. I thought that was our, or that was our chances. Really, we had to score, you know, score early and, and make it a game. Um, that that's what changes the complexion of the game. And um, you know, we made them work a little bit, but in the end, we didn't we didn't score. Um, so, you know, uh, he he's uh, he's on a pitch count, I know, but um, you know, we we I thought we had a thought we could have got him early and that that to me was what change, wouldn't change the game Craig, so many of these times when you're not getting the big hit it, it's strikeouts too if you go back and look it's strikeouts almost every time you told us early in the season you didn't think this was a big strikeout team but that that continues to be a problem for the offense yeah no I, you're you're right i was i was i've been wrong about that we've struck out too much um and it's been a problem it's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the current electric spark of the game during today's game on The Fan. 
Go to callcurrent.com for your superhero electricians. That's a towering drive to right. He figured that one out from Norris. Brewers are on the board. Yelich, home run number nine. You know, there is your spark of the game right there. It's uh, Christian Yelich, number nine on the season. That was a sixth-inning blast. As the Brewers lose tonight, that's the only one they get, a 12-1 to final. And you just heard from Craig Council uh, talking about, yeah, yeah, you're striking out too much. I mean, I, I, I don't know if Council can fix that part of it. Can he? I mean, when a team collectively strikes out a ton, I mean, he's not in that box there. Andy Haynes isn't there holding their hand, the hitting coach. I mean, they've got to find ways to get the ball in play. How many infield singles have been hit against this Brewer squad this year? That's the difference here. I mean, that's the difference. Uh, you saw what last night did with Eric Sogard's hit, Luis Urias. You force the defense at least to make a play. It gives you a chance at a hit or at least for something good to happen. Um, and and that was quite frank from Craig Council there. Yeah, I was wrong, and, and we do strike out too much. Well, they do, but they're not out of this thing. I tell you, um, there there is no cure for this, so you're going to have to find a way. I don't know what the way is. I don't think he knows what the way is. I don't think Stearns knows what the way is to stay in this thing and get into the postseason. It's going to have to come from within. I, I, I will say this, that a 6-4 and four mark through 10 games isn't the end, end of the world here, and that's with a simple victory tomorrow. You go 6-4 and four in your last 10. That's making a few strides, guys. It is. It is. It's keeping you in this thing. <laughs> they are, for as bad as they're playing, we should be celebrating. In a weird way. And I know that sounds a, a little dumb, but it's true. For as bad as this team has looked at times, and they know it. I mean, they see it. Counts knows it. You know it. You guys watch the team. It can look really bad. They're still in this thing. I mean, <laughs> Sam, I can't put my finger on how to even d- d- verify this, but it's true, right? Yeah, I mean... it. Like you said before, I, I didn't want to say it, but it's like, man, when they're down by five or six and it's like the fourth or fifth inning, it's like, well, let's already just start the show and get things ready because there's no way this is going to come back, unfortunately. It's just almost, uh, you know, at least once a series, it, the way it looks, is that you're down early, four zip, somewhere in there, give or take. And you just, for whatever reason, you know it's a loss. Whereas the last few years, even going back to 17 with this team, you didn't give up when it was four zip in the fifth because they were winning some of those games. The Reds were at the end of that target uh, for, for quite a few of those. There was a four zip game, a five zip game, and come back to win. You just don't get that feel right now. Um, and, and you heard Craig Council right there say it, that you know, we, we had to get to that guy, Fulmer. We had to get to that guy early. That's where we lost. His turning point was there. It wasn't the 6th and 7th where they left five men on base 
bases loaded, one out, after the home run and cannot score, two on, one out in the seventh and cannot score. He wasn't referring to those situations. He was referring to an 8.79 earned run average coming in. And a guy that you just work the count a little bit, get your pitch and go, and almost nine ERA through five starts. And he wasn't going to go more than about three innings. You could have, in theory, your good hitting baseball team should have knocked him out in the second inning. He should have been done. They should have been going to their pen in the second. Josh Lindblom, um, pretty candid words from him. We'll have him coming up in just a couple of minutes here. You want to jump aboard? I have time for you. 414 799 1250. Baby Shade and Blind Post Game Show. Brewers fall in this game one of a two game set against the Tigers. 12 1 the final. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game on the fan. It's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. Hey, welcome back. Baby Shade and Blind Post Game Show. Tim Allen after a uh, 12-1 defeat by the uh, Detroit Tigers today. The Brewers at 16-19 and 19 through 35 games. Guys, just uh, 25 games left. And only one homestand left in the Miller Park era. Have you thought of that? That's the regular season. But I guess it would be its lifetime because the playoffs would be in a bubble. Once the playoff once the Brewers get into the playoffs. <laughs> I know you're laughing. I know. Hey, stranger things have happened. This is a crazy season. I still say they're in it, as you guys know. But uh, have you thought about that, though? One homestand left in the Miller Park era, not just this year, but you know, potentially forever as Miller Park. American Family Field, is that what we're going with next year? Wow. All right. Um, we uh, read the St. Louis Cardinals box score because we thought uh, the numbers were sort of crazy. It was a 16-2 win by the Cardinals. But there's another one that topped that one. So we may go back inside the box and get you, get you another bingo board that's just got numbers everywhere, hardly any zeros on the offensive ledger of this particular team, but we'll have some fun with that. In the meantime, uh, Josh Lindblom, and I've been talking about that tonight, that, hey, I wish the best for the guy. Uh, great guy, and and I've talked to him a couple of different times. Just a really nice guy. Um. But not pitching well and and putting this team behind the eight ball a little bit and and he's well aware of it been reading some tweets here uh coming out he spoke uh probably a half hour ago or so, but he goes five innings in this one, six hits, four runs allowed, and when you're down four zip, the brewers offense that's a challenge this year of all years but uh let's hear from the brewers right hander Josh Lindblom Josh, I'm just wondering how you sort of analyze yourself to this point as you begin month number two, whether you're frustrated, well, I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but whether you think there's progress in these outings. Uh, today I felt like it was 
you know, the last four days, I felt like it was two steps forward. And then today was about four steps back. Um, just, I've, you know, to summarize, I mean, I think I would say that I'm my own worst enemy. Um, that's kind of been like the common theme in all these starts is, you know, today, uh, the walks, the hit batter, um, and then to come out the, what was it, the fourth inning and walk the leadoff guy. Like, I'm just, I'm just my own worst enemy right now. Josh, uh, in particular, pitch counts are getting to you a little bit, stopping you from going deep in the game. So, yeah. what can you, you, know, you told us a couple of starts ago, you didn't think you were being aggressive enough. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about that now? Uh, I mean, to be frank, I thought I sucked tonight. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have to go back and look, but uh, I don't know if I was ahead of anybody all night. I mean, there were a bunch of like 2 0 counts. Um, I don't know if I won a 1 1 count the entire night. Just and when and when you're behind in the count, you've just got to make perfect pitches. Um, and then you fall further behind in the count. And it's just like I said, I'm just my own worst enemy. Um, when you're forcing yourself into a corner and you're having to fight out of that corner the entire game, it's not an easy, easy thing to do. Josh, yesterday when you talked about, you know, pitching with conviction and stuff, mm-hmm. how, how, how is that more difficult when, when you're falling behind like you were tonight? You know, um, I thought I did a, a pretty good job. Um, if I had to grade myself on that today, of pitching with conviction, um, because when you are behind in the count, you do have to throw those pitches. Um, with conviction to location. Um, I was able to work back into some counts, um, but just from the get-go, um, it's like strike one is so important. Um, so, yeah. What, what do you think you'll work mostly on between now and your next one, Josh? What will you think your focus will be, or do you need to kind of think about it some more and analyze it? Just winning counts, um, getting strike one. Uh, Cause that's, I mean, I have, I have so many options when I get ahead in the count, it makes it really, really hard on a hitter. Um, but like I said, when I fall behind in the count, I kind of box myself in a little bit, put myself into a corner and then I'm having to fight out of it. Um, you know, you're having to throw pitches um, that you can command and the other team knows what pitches you throw behind in the count so they can box you into a, and eliminate options. Um and one of my strength is that I, strengths is that I do have options, but I've got to get into those counts in order to utilize them. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game on the fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. 12-1, are you kidding me? That could be the are you kidding me moment of the game right there. The final score is 12-1 to 1, uh, with Gene Wagner Plumbing, a company you can trust for sure. Uh, but this, uh, are you kidding me? We thought we had some fun with a bingo board type uh, box score. But uh, Sam Schmitz, no, that, that's not the case because we get another one. to Check out these numbers where are these for the Brewers? Uh, San Francisco Giants have put up, and they're they're not done yet, right? Uh, no, they actually have uh, one more shot as we speak. It's the top of the ninth inning, and they're up to bat. 23 runs on the board. Yeah, so the Cardinals hit 23, 
and the Giants score 23. So it is 23 to 4 right now in the top of the ninth for the Giants. Dude, six, uh, three different Giants batters have totaled six RBIs. We have Alex Dickerson, Donovan Solano, and Brandon Crawford, all with six RBIs tonight. John Gray, starting pitcher for the Colorado Rockies, only went two and two-thirds of an inning, giving up seven earned runs on nine hits. Yairo Diaz, one of their relievers as well, only two-thirds of an inning, also gives up seven earned runs on six hits as well. And here's the crazy thing is San Francisco's only had to use two pitchers so far tonight. 23 runs on the board, three players drive in six runs. 27 hits total. 27. I mean... That's just, again, it just, <laughs> by comparison, I know people have their uprisings, and, and the Brewers will have theirs. They, they will. They're, and they've had, you know, a couple of runaway victories this year. But, wow, not like that. That is, are you kidding me? Where is that for the crew? Let's get that tomorrow. How does that sound? Uh, one of the things is uh, Ryan Braun needs to be in a lineup. And uh, with Tyrone Taylor up here, I wonder just how severe that back is. Um, and when, when you talk on airing on the side of, of, of caution here with Ryan Braun to make sure that you're, um, you know, sitting him and resting him and giving him the off days so you can have him. Well, the, the having him is kind of not there. So part of putting up some runs, you need, you need your guy, one of your guys. And, th- and that's, uh, Ryan Braun, but that's just part of this, uh, this problem here that the Brewers offense has. It's it's pretty crazy. Hey, we're going to check out the uh, scoreboard up next because uh, those Pirates being a little pesky to the Chicago Cubs, and I understand that game is really tight. Uh, I, I want to find out what's happening there because when you're in a pennant race, you start looking at the scoreboard. Brewers have their internal problems. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, every time you think they're down and out, they come back with a win or two, and they put you back in the mold of, yeah, it is a playoff push. So, scoreboard is worth watching. We'll do that next. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Brewers fall in game one of this two-game set to the Tigers. 12-1 the final. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on the fan. Yeah, those guys to our south are about to win. Uh, let's check the scoreboard here. We know what happened. Uh, Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Final couple of minutes. Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz. We know what happened here. Detroit beats uh, the Brewers 12-1 to 1 in this one. So we'll wipe this one away. Go back at it tomorrow. And as I said uh, throughout the program, you win tomorrow. Even the series, split the series, one apiece. And then you uh, have a 6-4, 10-game homestand. We'll take that. Uh, especially coming off that sweep by the Pirates a couple of weeks ago here. Uh, The Cubs, though, uh, to our south, uh, they're about to win. That game in Pittsburgh, though, right? Yeah, this one's been crazy the whole night. So they had a rain delay in the eighth inning. And when they came back from the rain delay, Cabrian Hayes, who the the Pirates actually called up after game four yesterday against the Brewers, hit a home run to tie things up. But then Jason Hayward hits a sacrifice fly the next top of the inning. So we continue in extras, and as of now, Pittsburgh has runners on first and second with two outs. Jeremy Jeffers pitching for the Chicago Cubs. Earlier, and that game is what, the 10th? Currently the 11th inning. 11th, okay. 
Before that, though, I feel like I mentioned these two a lot. If they're hitting homers, they're usually hitting homers together. Kyle Schwarber and Ian Happ continue to rake for them. Schwarber had a two-run home run. Ian Happ had a solo home run. Yeah, interesting how uh, different managers handle the extra frames here because, you know, with two outs and that man still at second, the automatic runner, uh, David Ross decides uh, Jeremy Jeffress just put Josh Bell on, base open, and that's the way they did that. Count's not a big fan of that No, uh, so far. Other than that, though, a quick interesting note around baseball. The 2021 MLB draft will move to July and is now going to be held in Atlanta during the All-Star events right after the Futures game and the College World Series. So that's kind of an interesting note to kind of end things here. What a great idea. I love it. I mean, you, you talk about adding a, an event to a pretty cool event, the uh, All-Star festivities in baseball every July. I like that a lot. I've always wondered, and again, it's a long-standing tradition uh, to have in June, but I've always wondered uh, you know, what went through some of these players' minds that they're pitching for their college team, yet they've, they've already been drafted. You know, Taylor Youngman comes to mind uh, for Texas. He was in the College World Series, and he, he was already selected by the Brewers, and he's out there pitching for his college team so we'll take that off the board and it's in july of next year that is that is super cool another interesting thing too what better way to like have people familiarize the face of the number one overall pick than have them at the all-star events where everyone can see him on tv and stuff like that i think that's a good idea yeah some of the some of the college players are going to be there um and to to hear their name and and the whole deal that uh that's stepping up, stepping up to the big leagues, if you will. All right, Brewers are back at it tomorrow. Uh, same deal. We've got the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show. We'll get you ready for game two, Brewers and Tigers. Uh, again, with a uh, win, they split the two-game set and end up 6-4 and four on the 10-game homestand. Uh, one more homestand remaining in the season, 25 to play as the Brewers fall to 16-19. and 19. For Sam Schmitz, my name is Tim Allen. We'll see you tomorrow night after the last pitch as you make the switch. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Uh, despite the outcome here, have a great night and try to remember, smile Milwaukee, the world will smile back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.